about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we're recapping Season 4, Episode 12, The Tea of Pacey. It's the tea, correct? I don't know. The tay? The tea? I don't know either. Um, We're just going to go with the tea, because it's Probably the tay. tea. I don't know. Yeah, the Tau, right? It was Tau of Dawson. Yeah. It's probably the Tay, right? Tau and Tay? Hold on. Where's my phone? <laughs> we probably should have done this before we started. <laughs> Typical Steven and Jamie. This is how we do things, you know? We look it up as we go. Tau and Tay. Tau versus Tay. Uh, Tau is literal way, or the way is in the way things are. The Tay is the power or virtue that comes through attunement. With the towel. Okay. So there's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, but does it have the pronunciation? I'm looking. Hold on. Pronunciation of Tay and Taoism. Pronunciation. Tao Te Ching. It's probably Tay. And this week, we're recapping Season 4, <laughs> Episode 12, The Tay. Tay? Sir, you didn't answer my question. Tao Apparently, is pronounced like with a D. Dao. Okay. Dao, dao, dao. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to. I want to know. Take pronunciation. Pronouncenames.com. This is not a name. Maybe it is a name. Tay. Hey. See how fast that was? <laughs> it's Tay. Tay. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're looking up. <laughs> well, it's Tao Tay Ching. I'm saying it way wrong, but I think it's where it comes from. Okay. Um, uh, Chinese philosophy. Anyways, we're going to go with Tay. That's exactly what the guy said when I asked how you pronounce it. Okay. I looked it up while you were doing whatever you're doing. I was learning. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I was learning. Well, I'm glad you cut that into our recording time. Oh, please. Like, we won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now we got that out of the way. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, first, I want to say Happy New Year. This Happy is our very first episode of 2023 that we're recording. Woo-hoo. But, Jamie, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. But mostly because it was a pacey heavy episode. And you really get to see, you know, what what life is like for Pacey Witter. Yeah. But it was nice to also see like his dad recognize what was happening and like actually wasn't a dick. <laughs> I mean he was until he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree. Yeah, we got to see an interaction that I don't think Pacey ever really got. So I like this episode a lot. Loved it. I really, really liked it too. Um, it's just one of those episodes that kind of stuck with me from back then. I didn't obviously remember every little bit and piece of it. Um, I never realized how awful his family is. Yeah. Not all of them, but all of the older siblings, except for Gretchen. Yeah. Gretchen's always defending Pacey. Yeah. It's the, uh, the other two. I guess you've got what? You've got the two oldest ones against the two youngest ones is what it looks like. Yeah, it's Pacey Gretchen, and then the sister with the kids. I'm assuming, and then Carrie. Yeah, and then <laughs> Doug. Yeah, I always thought that there was another one. 
I think it's just because there were so many kids running around. There's just a lot of bodies in that house. Yeah, for some reason, I kept thinking there was another sibling missing, but I, but no, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's only and, four. And where's the where's the baby daddy for Carrie? Like we never see this person. She's just a woman with kids. Well, Not no, she, wrong with that. But wasn't there a guy or no? No, the whole reason why she was living at home with the kids is because the husband left her. That's why Pacey moved in with Doug in the first place, remember? Yeah, that's right. That was a while ago. I forgot. Yeah, it was last, right. I think it was last season. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and then he ended up moving in with Gretchen. But um, at one point, the dad even says to the older sister, you're like turning into a cow or something. No wonder your husband left you. I was like, wow, that was really mean. <laughs> she was she was snacking and he was like, lay off your cow or something. Or no, I don't know what he said, but I was like. Yeah, he's just an awful person. But like they, he shows these like bits of like um, like he acknowledges that he loves his kid, but it's just he doesn't know how to show it. And the mom's no. even worse. Oh, the mom yeah. who's played by Jane Lynch is she's such a funny actress like she's such a great comedian yeah so it was so funny when she just popped up out of the kitchen you know saying happy birthday but yeah they're just i felt so bad for him like why are they so raw to him i understand why he's the way he is now because it's just what is it about certain families picking on the youngest you know what i mean like what is it you I don't get it. Like, even the parents pick on the youngest. I don't understand. You would think that the youngest is the baby, right? right? You know, the oldest is always the most mature, not just because they're oldest, but they, you know, they grew up watching younger siblings. You know what I mean? They just kind of mature faster, I feel like, but maybe not always. I don't know. But the kids always, like, the, sh- the youngest ones, I feel like, like, I don't know. Like You would think the youngest would be the baby and everybody would be like, ooh, the baby, but yeah, like falling over no. the baby. They're like, yeah. oh, the baby. I didn't get it either. The they baby's just... a loser, and everybody pick on the baby. Like that's, I don't get it. Yeah, they made it out like he was just like just such a big mistake. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't like know. at what? Like how does that even happen? Like at what point in a parent's life with their child do they like? At what age do they just decide? Oh, this kid's an idiot and will amount to nothing. I'm just don't care. <laughs> like, unless just it's just resentment you. like they just had total resentment that they had the kid when they did you know yeah and and that's... that's the only other thing because i'm like i don't understand where you would just like decide to do it resentment makes more sense resentment like, makes a lot more sense yeah. and then what happens is when you resent then all the siblings you know they pick up on that and they start to do the same thing yep. because oh that's that's how you know my parents did it and that's how i should do it and it's just it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing to do. It's a terrible cycle of abuse. Of abuse. It's, like, it's abuse. Mental yeah. abuse too. It's crazy. Yeah, emotional. Um, mental, it's, it's not cool. Yeah. Um. Did you think that Joey should have should have had the party with his mom, or do you think Joey should have just said no and just had the party, or just and spent the time with him like he wanted? I think that Joey was not fully aware of what Pacey's family was like. So she did not understand why Pacey was so against it. She probably just thought that Pacey just didn't want to have a party. Not, you know what I mean? Like he's just being Pacey. Yeah. He doesn't want to inconvenience anybody. He just wants to keep it low key and that's cool. I, but 
Joey was like, oh, his mom wants to get involved. I don't have a mom. We could do a whole thing with a family. I only have my sister and baby and in and out boyfriend slash cook. I don't whatever, whatever. Because <laughs> I don't even know if they're married. Are they married? I don't know. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. So baby daddy. And um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll call him the fiance because I feel like they're he's boyfriend i don't know he's like the husband without being the husband him and bessie should just get married yeah. anyway, i don't know um, i don't think they ever do i don't think so either um bessie's like i'm good with this, what we got Bodie. yeah we got a kid <laughs> we got an in we got the you know whatever um what the fuck was i say oh joey having the party right so she saw an opportunity to to do something unexpected and what she thought would be cool I don't think she was fully aware because as they all sit down and start to roast on Pacey and like even just the way that like the family are all they're all interacting with each other and how they interact with Pacey, you can mm-hmm. see it on her face. Oh, her yeah. face and she was just like, Holy fucking shit, do I not say something? Like I don't know how she didn't say anything. I feel like I would just get pissed off and be like, Really? Oh, I would have. <laughs> I know you would have. I like I feel like I would teeter <laughs> on that edge. Like, where it's not my business, I'm going to be quiet. But as soon as, like, somebody, like, steps and pushes my, like, my, pushes me past that line, just one, one step, I'm not going to keep my mouth closed anymore. But, like, I don't like to cross that line because then I start to get, like, emotion, like, wrapped up in it. I get passionate and then things get elevated. I get it. I've I've been in that situation where like I get like protective over my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially when other people are just complete shit to them. Like I just get real, real. I'm like mama bear, man. Just I'll step between you. I don't know. I I don't know. I can't help it. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Because when I was watching this, it brought up a couple of times where I felt like people were being very just like rude to Justin for no reason, like trying. Yeah like trying to be just condescending to him. And I remember this one time we were at our close friends for dinner and our friend's brother was just being like really just rude to Justin for whatever reason. But I mean, it was kind of like borderline funny because like everybody's always like rags on each other, you know, when we're together. But I could tell that it was getting on Justin's nerves. And it was so funny because like before we got to the party, we, we had gotten into like an argument so he was like really annoying me but as soon as i saw that this guy was just being really just how he was talking to justin i got really fucking mad and i was like it's not what he's saying like knock it off you know what i mean like i just defended him so it's those situations that you're in where where you're like well, I want to defend the per- my my person because this idiot doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's just yeah. blatantly being rude. It's so. like it's like that weird balancing act where you're like, I want to defend my person, but is it going to cause more issues if I do? Like, is it going to get worse? Am I going? No, I just shut it down, Jamie. <laughs> I just <laughs> shut it down and then just move on. <laughs> I like have these thoughts. Yeah, well, but some people you like some people even when you like shut it down, they, they do like yeah. they get reactive. You know what I mean? And then that like that's the kind of game you play. Like you got to gauge people out sometimes and be like. Now, if I if I try and shut this down, how's this person going to handle it? They're either going to back off or they're going to, like, try to keep it going. They're going to come back. <laughs> so I got to prepare myself for the, inev- like, the possibility of I'm off the fight a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, usually it's just 
they back down and they yeah. don't want to like just like stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just knock it off. You're being just an asshole. Ugh. But yeah, there's been a couple of times where that shit's happened. And, you know, and he's done it for me. We were down the shore this past summer and these little fucking assholes called me fat on the on the boardwalk from their balcony. These like little kids. And I didn't even realize they were talking about me. I was with Justin's mom and I was like, did they just call me fat? And at that point I was like, I was feeling really good about myself because I was like, I thought I was losing weight. <laughs> I'm a awful. pretty broad person. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. I'm not even let it, gonna let it bother me. He went up to this balcony of kids and he was like, I will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and the mom comes out and the mom says something like, Who are you talking to? And he was like, I'm talking to your uh your asshole kids. <laughs> it was really funny. So <laughs> He will like the, he will like defend me in those situations. He even said it to me the other night. He was like, "I'll even defend you when you're wrong. I have defended you when you were wrong." And I was like, "When was I wrong?" <laughs> it's like I'm never wrong. Proof or it didn't happen. <laughs> That's my favorite saying. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. Right. <laughs> oh. Anyway, well, we will get into this episode. It was a really good episode. It actually made me very emotional at one point. And I think it's just because I, I got a lot going on <laughs> right yes, now. Yes, you do. Um, I'm just in such a weird headspace. But um, how was your New Year's? Did you do anything fun? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I uh, barely made it to midnight. No. And then I was out cold yeah i didn't even watch the ball drop you didn't either <laughs> i well, sent like one ha- like happy new year text and was out <laughs> yeah i um uh, i was sending or actually the first person who sent me a happy new year's text was my niece adriana i thought that was funny and then like my sister and i think um like a couple of friends but that was it but we actually both got covid um so like last week when we recorded, I wasn't feeling well. And yeah. like I was just hoping it was just a cold. But after we got off recording, I was sitting in my on my couch watching TV and I got a full on fever and chills and I felt awful. And the next morning I just slept until like 1130. And then Justin called me and he was like, I'm coming home because I tested positive. And I was like, well, if you have it, I have it. So mm. tested positive. Jamie. I went almost three full years without getting this fucking virus. And then I finally got it right before the end of the year. And I was so fucking miserable. Like, yeah. I so hate being sick. you get the migraine, right? You'd like, you just. You I didn't have... get a migraine. No, I didn't have any headache You're or anything lucky, like that. that. That was the worst. <laughs> yeah. It, I feel like it affects everybody differently. It definitely does. Yeah. But I had a fever that kept coming and going. And um, I had chills and I was congested. I was doing okay with my taste and everything. And then all of a sudden I just couldn't taste anything. Oh, um, I can taste things now, but it like comes and goes. It's weird. I don't know if it's just my congestion, but it's probably your congestion. But remember when COVID like was first a big thing, everybody was losing their sense of like taste. Yeah. Maybe you got like that form or like a watered down version because it's coming and going as opposed to not at all. Like, I think there's still people out there that still don't even have their taste back. 
Yeah, I don't. I think so too. And I just had the the cold, like the crazy cold with the killer migraine for a whole day, where I, I just remember. was ready to like like take my head off, like I was so painful. I don't wish that migraine on anybody. That was so terrible. Migraines are the worst as it is. So I can handle a cold, like <laughs> internal pain like that. I hate it. Yeah, you can't do anything. No, no, but I like. There's and there's nothing you can fucking do. Like you can't mm-hmm. go out. You can't mm-hmm. do anything because like you're trapped. <laughs> right. So we both had it. So we were both like, mm, you know. And thank goodness for delivery. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to all of our delivery people, our mail people, our food delivery whatever people, anybody that's delivering stuff and in those cars and making sure everybody who's stuck in the house gets <laughs> what they need. We thank you. You guys yeah, are the real MVPs, man. Huh? Service workers. Yeah. Well, also, the day that I tested positive, we got our official notice that we have to move in 60 days. So it's official. The saga is over. We are leaving this apartment. The saga is just begun. You're just closing a chapter of your life. Mm, it's so exhausting, Jamie. Time for book two. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Zelda, Zelda, by the way, is not helpful. She's trying to be helpful, but I think she's masking as somebody who just wants us to get the fuck out so that she gets her uh, commission on the house. (laughs) Well, I don't think that's going to change. No, I know. As long as the house sells, she'll get it. But like, she's sending us these places that are just not like, it's, Jamie, the places that she sent, they're like Section 8s. And it's like, why would I move to a Section 8 housing like area? It makes no sense. I don't know. I mean, if I had to, I had to. But Is like, she not from the area? Like, no, she knows what she's doing. She just wants us to, out. So she messaged me the other the other day too, and she was like, "Um, I'm only sending you what I can find in my database." But I told you earlier, blah blah yeah. blah, and um, you know, are you looking? She's like asking if we're looking, and I said to Justin, I was like. Now I'm like questioning her. Like I'm trying to be nice, but like she asked if we want she wants to go if we want to go see any of these places. And I said, no, thank you. Um, they're not areas that we want to move to. And second, they're a lot of them are out of our price range. So um why would I want to settle for something that I don't I'm not happy with? Especially right. an area that I don't want to move to. It's making my like red flags go up. You know, so, mm. um, but yeah, we got the notice to get out. So we're actually like considering moving, moving downtown, which I think will be actually nice. I said, we have a plan. I'm okay to live in the city for a year. Let's see. Like we lived here for 14 years in like where I grew up. Like, let's go see what it's like. Maybe like my whole mindset will change and I'll want to like live in the city for the rest of my life. Who knows? Yeah. You don't know. You might like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. Like, we were laying in bed, both sick, looking at places, and we we found a really nice place that we want to look at. And I was even like getting excited, just like thinking about it, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah. the fact that we have to pack and everything. That's what's, you know. Once I start doing it, I'll be fine. Yeah. It's just a thought, and I know that you understand because you went through it as well. So. Two weeks. I don't know how. I mean. <laughs> But everything we own, everything we own is in this apartment. Like, we don't have any storage or anything like that. 
literally in this apartment. So the good thing is, is that I know where a lot of stuff is. I already know things that I want to purge. And if I can't sell anything that I don't want anymore, I'm just going to donate it. Because I said, I'm not bringing all this shit with me. Yeah. The easiest thing is to just pick one room, do one room at a time. Right. Save the kitchen for last, you know, start with like the less used rooms, like your knickknacks and stuff in your living room and what's on the walls. And once that stuff kind of comes down, it'll get you more motivated. Oh, I know. I was thinking that too, Jamie. That's so funny. Once the stuff, I'm not kidding. When I pulled the stuff off the walls, just the stuff off the walls and it was just propped up in a box, like off to the side. Mm-hmm. The difference was astronomical and it got me to want to pick up like and do something else. And I don't yeah. know why, but it's it's just something <laughs> happens in your head and it's just like, oh, okay, let's do this. Like I think because it it gives you like the motivation, like it's not like, oh my god, this is never going to end. It's just going to take forever, but the moment you do something like the walls, which is real simple to do and it looks mm-hmm. bare and naked, you're like, wow, that little bit affected this so much. Right. Let's do more. Like it's encouraging almost. So I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. It's so funny because we have stuff like sticking in our um the doors to like the like our cabinets with our glasses and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. dumb things like pictures or whatever. And I started taking them all down the other night and it's all there. And it's exactly what you're saying. I said, it's, I'm trying to slowly mentally prepare me to get all this stuff done. Yeah. So our Christmas stuff is still up. I'm going to take everything down on Friday, but um, I think I'm going to go out on, if I'm negative, I'm going to go out and um, get a couple of bins and just try to just be organized. But I mean, we're going to get boxes and everything. Yeah. I don't know. We both have a lot of books. He has a ton of tarot. You'll start going through stuff and you'll be like, I didn't even know this was here. And you'll just be like, trash. Yeah. I wish that I could have gone through even more stuff, but I ran out of time. So that I know that there is stuff that like moved into my storage unit that I could have thrown away. So mm-hmm. at some point, I'm going to have to like get somebody to come, <laughs> come with me and start digging through my storage unit because... I can get the door open, but it's so packed. Like the first. Oh my god! Stuff, really? Yeah, the first stuff is um big shit that I can't move alone. So like I don't, I can't go there my by myself because if I'm oh. not gonna be able to get to anything because of I got like my rock, my glider chair there, and there's another piece of furniture that's right there. So like I can't get in. Like everything's in there. My dresser. Um, why is my dresser the only thing I could think of right now? Well, you had like um, shelves of books and everything, right? Yeah. So there, my bookcases are in there. Uh, I've got like 30 boxes of books. My desk. I have one of the desks in there. Um, there's other furniture I have in there. My dining room set's in there. I have like oh a cabinet thing that's in there. Uh, I have a one of those bikes. I got one of those like, you know, stationary yeah, yeah. bikes. I got one of those that's in there and random chairs and my recliner is in there jamie i never realized you had that much stuff stored. i've been living on my own for a while yeah it's just like I've, i literally could have i can i have enough furniture for my own place again you know like i can i the only thing i don't have right now is a bed <laughs> i left my bed behind i was like oh, well just get a new bed jamie. i'm gonna get a new bed i didn't want it so <laughs> get a new bed, bed. <laughs> that's like really the only thing that i need honestly is is a bed 
and probably an entertainment center to put my t- my giant TV on. Yeah. Well, everything is, you everything. know, it, it le- the good thing is, is that you have all that taken care of and you're in a spot. Do you know what I mean? So that yeah. when you're ready Thankfully. to, yeah, like that's the good thing. Um, so I feel like as soon as we find a place, obviously I'll feel a lot more like relaxed about the whole situation. And then my mind could focus on yeah. getting the fuck out of here. But right now it's just, it's a whole different, Jamie, it's a whole different process than when we got this place 14 years ago. Like no mm-hmm. lie. Like you have to fill out applications for everything and yep. there's fees for everything. And mm-hmm. like, they want to check your bank account and stuff like that. And it's like, what do you, what, what do you have to check my bank account for? I just want to make sure that you can afford it. Yeah. Well, but yeah. So, um, I was sick in bed with COVID, um, on the years and, you know, looking at places to live. <laughs> I'm glad Jamie, don't you feel like we are both having very weird, um, similar situations in our life lately? I feel yeah. like some, yeah, we got a lot of shit going on, man. <laughs> I know. I'm glad that I am friends with somebody that can relate to this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. At least you got 60 days. I didn't want 60 days though. <laughs> Well, I think he did it because he knew the last time it was a problem. So we were both like, well, I'm glad he gave us 60 days because it does say it in our lease. Yeah, good. Um, Whatever. Um, Also, I wanted to mention, we watched this show on HBO called The Righteous Gemstones. And it has John Goodman from Roseanne. Um, Oh, my God. I can't think of their names. But it's it's created by the same guys who created who came out with the new Halloween franchise that just mm. it is so funny. I didn't I was like, what did you put on? And we started watching it and we were cracking up. It's so stupid. It's so funny. You have to watch it. It's so good. It's about like um this family of like televangelists, like they're Christians who like do all that stuff on TV. Evangelicals. They like believe in God and like people go to their church and they're like millionaires and they like they make money from their parishioners. Sure. So it's this whole thing. But John Goodman plays a really good role. And then the other people are like his kids. I don't know. I would check it out. It's really funny. I'm trying to think if we watched anything else. I was in and out of sleep a lot, but I do remember just sitting and watching that. (laughs) I played Sims all weekend. You did Sims. I haven't played Sims, Sims in years. Yeah. And then I got impatient. Um, so I activated the cheats and gave myself like eight million simoleons <laughs> or whatever. See, so, you know, I bought like such a nice house and then uh, <laughs> I bought I upgraded everything. So like they didn't have to worry about anything except <laughs> for, you know, what they wanted to do. And then uh my main character so I built her a husband because I don't know what it is, but every time I play The Sims and try not to build like a secondary character, mm-hmm. all of the like guys that she interacts with, they're always douches. Like oh my God. I, I never like any of them. So I built my own man for, you know, my my sim. And um they had a baby, they had a son. I have a I toddler know. running around in that giant house now. Uh I adopted two kittens. And oh, then they um they bought a veterinary office. So oh my god! They run a vet office, and I had the husband quit his job, 
uh, <laughs> because he didn't need it. <laughs> he's running the vet. He's running the veterinarian. Um, is he? Is he a vet? He is now. <laughs> he learned. He's learning. <laughs> they both are. Um, oh God. And then you, you have to go to school for veterinary. <laughs> not in Sims. Not in Sims. Well. <laughs> they just learn the traits. So he's learning, <laughs> and then my main character, she, uh, she aged up on me, so I retired her. Oh. <laughs> but she's also working at the vet, so she's learning too. But honestly, I just like to let them in the house and I just follow them around and see what they do. Like, and yeah. occasionally I'll intervene if I have to, for whatever reason, if something's happening or I want them to do something, I'll intervene. But I, I watch the toddler the most. I switch over to him and I just watch him wobble around like a drunk sailor. And then I <laughs> I watch like how his parents are always checking on him and stuff. I'm like, oh, I raised the Sims right. Like look at them being parents without me having to do anything. Oh also I turned off their um their decreased like health bars and stuff. So like uh-huh. the things that tell them they're hungry and they need to go to the bathroom and they need to sleep. They don't do any of that. <laughs> they literally oh. just do whatever they want. And I don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's great. Oh, so I've never really played like the actual Sims game on Facebook. I used to play the Sim social. It's yeah. not like, I mean, it's the same thing where you have to like keep them happy and all that stuff. And you build them your, their house and whatever. Um, You make them go to the bathroom, all that stuff. So like, I get it. It was just a different version of potty training my toddler right now. <laughs> I always wanted to try to get into it, but I just. I don't know. I just really like that sim social game. I lose. I've lost all weekend, Stephen. Hours sucked into this game. It's so easy. It's so easy to do because you you have to wait for them to finish, and then by that point, something else Mm -hmm. pops up, and you're like, "Oh, I want you to go do that." Like at the vet office when when they're seeing patients, Mm -hmm. uh, animals are going to the bathroom, and the owners don't clean up after their pets so between patients i have to hurry and have them scurry around and mop up the floors and pick up the trash and and like put out the fires um i'm i'm hoping so my goal is once the toddler gets to like at least child age mm-hmm. i'm just gonna have the entire family work at the vet. vet office <laughs> and i have one like one vet that i hired and then both of my Sims are doing the, like, are trained now, too. So I can have, like, one cleaning up, the other assisting, and the other desisting. You know what I mean? Like, I got a plan. And then as they all start to die, because that, it happens, like, they get old, and then they die because human life, the son's going to take over, and he's going to have a wife, <laughs> and he can, he can inherit an even bigger house. I mean, I probably just go through all of the lands and move them to, like, the biggest thing impossible now but where's the fun in that might as well live in this one just a little bit longer i put a bar in the kitchen i need to calm down anyways back to dawson's creek now that it's 9 13 p.m i know um 10 10 recommend i'll have to i'll have to see if i can like get into it i just missed the other game some social but i'm glad that we both had um a low-key holiday um yeah. i'm glad i'm starting to feel a little better Thank you. i'm glad you're feeling better <laughs> i'm glad that i can um bitch to you about my situation <laughs> because sometimes i need uh, a sounding board <laughs> and I got you. Um, you know you're very you're very good with that stuff jamie so i appreciate it no problem um, but yeah, I think we should just get into this episode. What do you think? 
I uh, yeah, I think we should. I think our listeners are like, get on with it, guys. We love well, you. I will edit that you. Sims conversation down to like a minute. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Sims. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. This week we are recapping season four, episode twelve, the Tay of Pacey. Aired January 17th, 2001, written by Maggie Friedman and directed by Harry Weiner. We open with Pacey being woken up by Joey Potter. She's singing him happy birthday and she has a cupcake with a candle in it. And he he's all grumpy and he's like, Joe, leave me alone. And she's like, if you don't blow this candle out, I'm going to set this couch on fire. <laughs> Eat the cupcake. And he says, my wish would be for no further acknowledgement of today's hollow symbolic meaning as a milestone in the life of Pacey Witter. So then she blows out the candle and she goes, all right, well, since you told me your wish, it can't possibly come true. (laughs) She's so serious. (laughs) So we've come to find out that Pacey really hates his birthday. He reminds us that at every birthday since he was 10 years old, it's been a complete disaster. He says, I'm talking gut-wrenching, soul-searching, question-the-universe agony. And Joey's like, well, at least you're not being dramatic about it. Oh, and they're in their, like, beach bungalow in the kitchen. And Jamie, the fact that I have to move and I see this fucking beach bungalow all the time, I'm like, I want to live in that beach bungalow so bad. (laughs) I want the beach bungalow. Honestly, it's really cute what they did to it. And I like all the light. There's so much light. Love it. Except I don't think Pacey has his own room. I think he sleeps on the couch. Probably. I think it's a one bedroom and Gretchen has the bedroom. That's fine. You only need one as long as the space is big enough to house everything else. It looks big enough. That's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) We'll need the blueprints. (laughs) We need the blueprints for the bungalow, please. Somebody get on that. Send them over ASAP. Yeah. So Pacey reminds us that when he was 12 at his very first boy-girl party, he ate so much pizza and ice cream that he puked on his crush, Justine Sherman. And after that, they all called him Pacey Pukey for the rest of the year. And he says, my family brings it up every birthday. And he's like, remember that, Joey? And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, I remember. (laughs) And then he reminds us of his 16th birthday, where he threw himself his own party and nobody showed up. And he failed his driver's test, which was season two. We were there for that birthday party. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Although Andy showed up. That's when he was like figuring out who Andy was. Yeah. And she wore the orange bikini. And she I mean, like, he had a big party. There were tons of people, just none of his actual friends. Yeah. That's when that's when he um, yelled at Dawson was, and was like, nobody cares. <laughs> and Dawson we was care, all. Casey. We care. Dawson was all buff from working on Varsity Blues. (laughs) Um, And then he says, nothing will ever beat my 14th birthday when I was mauled by a dog. And he's like, I just want to skip it. And she says, no. And then he like wraps her up in his blanket. And he says, I just want to spend a quiet evening alone at home with you. And he's like, can you just promise me that, Joey? And they cut to her face. And she's like, yeah, Pace, I promise. And then we're like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> she lied like a rug. Yeah. You could tell that she was like 
I really should just give him what he wants, but I'm stuck in a predicament now with his mom. So what do I do? But she's Joey Potter. She's always trying to be like the good guy. All right. So now we're with Jack and Dawson. They're like running down his stairs from his room. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but Jack asks, they just got done. Um, jerking each other off apparently. <laughs> well maybe they were doing something in the um in the nursery that would make more sense than them jerking <laughs> each other off <laughs> you're probably doing more stuff in the nursery where's my mind at right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh well now we all know <laughs> and dawson's wearing a baseball cap like he's got this thing with caps now i don't get it I don't um know. he doesn't like his receding hairline i don't know or that his hair is just so fucking long at this point. He's like, I got to keep it out of my eyes. Or is it a widow's peak? No, a widow's That's peak. Different. Yeah, That's the I thing. have a widow's you peak. You have a widow's peak. All right, then it's just his receding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. He's just got a big head. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. He just it's has a head. big head. <laughs> he likes the hats for his head. It covers it up. I'm just kidding, guys. Nobody get offended. He's <laughs> <laughs> just sitting here bashing on Dawson again. Oh, stop. You know who makes fun of his head all the time? Raj from It's All Retro. <laughs> she always comments on his forehead. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, all right. I feel a little better then. Thanks, Raj. She'll like write things on his forehead in her posts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. So Jack asks Dawson if he's grinning with anticipation for his first date with Gretchen. And Dawson's like, it's more terror. Jack says, oh, the small matter of Pacey and Joey, do they know yet? And Dawson's like, uh, fuck them. I don't care what they think. I'm just concerned because it's our first official date. (laughs) I feel like the least of Dawson's problems right now are, are Pacey and Joey, you know? Yeah. Um, but he says that it's just been such a buildup since they first kissed. But if Pacey or Joey ask him, he'll tell them it's not a big deal. So now we're back at the bungalow and Gretchen asks Joey if there's a big birthday bash for Pacey while Pacey's sitting there. Like they're having breakfast or whatever. And she says, no, we'll probably stay in alone. And Gretchen says that she can't believe he still thinks that there's some kind of birthday curse on him. And then Joey looks over at Pacey and Pacey's like going through his mail. And we see that he's like half paying attention to Joey and Gretchen, but he picks up a piece of mail and he gets up and he like walks away for a minute. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> so well, we find out what that was about though. Yeah, we do find out. So Joey notices that he's, he looks like kind of concerned, but she's also glad that he left for a minute because she goes up to Gretchen and asks what she's doing that night. She's like, I'm throwing a last minute surprise party for Pacey at your parents. And I really want you there. And Gretchen's like, uh, this is a really bad idea, Joey. My parents are insane and Pacey will kill you. (laughs) And Joey's like, I know, but it was there. It was your mom's idea. And I just couldn't say no. And Joey asks Gretchen if she could come. She's like, you don't have any plans tonight, right? And Gretchen's like, me? No, I'm pathetic. I don't have much of a life. Nope, no plans. Nothing going on with me. And then she says that she'll come. Because she's like, wait, do I tell her that I have a first date with your ex-boyfriend? <laughs> and like, best friend since childhood? Really? <laughs> right. So Joey says, 
Pacey's going to kill me, isn't he? Gretchen says, oh yeah, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Pacey's going to kill me. (laughs) So now we cut to Grams and Jen, and they're doing Saturday afternoon crafts. And Grams has this music playing, like this like old school, like 50s music, I guess, or 30s music. Oh yeah, she's like super chipper. Because Mr. Brooks finger banged her over the weekend. (laughs) Yo, man, old people got to get it in too. Yeah. Um, you know what it made me think of? I, I read a story once about people like old people in like retirement home centers or whatever, or like old folks homes. I don't know what you call them, but they were showing that a lot of the people that in the living facility, a lot of them were coming up with, um, like gonorrhea or something. STD. Like STDs. Yeah. Because yeah. they were all fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> Is that crazy? I heard that. That's <laughs> not the first time I've heard something like that. Yeah. I was like, well, you they, know. They're people too, man. <laughs> yeah. Just because they're old doesn't mean that they don't get horny. <laughs> exactly. Just because they don't procreate anymore doesn't mean they can't practice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> practice makes perfect (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Graham says I love this song and Jen's like what are you so happy about and Graham says well I'm happy because you agreed to do these fun Saturday afternoon crafts you know when I was a child my grandmother taught me the art of decoupage (laughs) she said it's so weird decoupage decoupage and Jen's like, I don't think I'm good at it at all, Grams. And she's like, oh, that looks fine. And then she asks Jen what her plans are for the night. And Jen tells us that she still has five hours of community service left. So she's going to be a DD for a company called Responsible Rides. So she's going to like pick up drunk teens and drive them home. I really like this for Jen. I think it kind of gets her into the space that she ends up doing uh, in the college years with the suicide teen hotline, like some, some community customer volunteer work and stuff. Like she does the, she does radio, right? She goes into radio. Yeah. And then she does like the, I think, yeah, it's like a suicide prevention hotline or something. I kind of remember that. I thought it was like a sex line or something. No, it's oh. not a sex line. It's like a, it's like a emotional support. Oh, because well, they're on Jen. campus. Yeah, it's not a sex line. <laughs> Dawson's so much Creek, I remember. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> so Grams is like, well, that sounds like fun. And Jen's like, what? <laughs> like, no, it doesn't sound like fun at all. She's like, it's all lame. And I don't feel like I've learned anything doing it. And Grams is like, mm-hmm. And she's like walking by with her tea or whatever. And Jen says, what's up? Like, what's up with you? You're all flighty and spacey. And she goes, my God, you're thinking about sex, aren't you? Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even say it like that. She just says it. She does a polite Jennifer. (laughs) I think your Jennifer was a lot better this time around. Jennifer. Jennifer. (laughs) So Jen tells her that there's nothing to be ashamed of. When two people fall in love, it's perfectly natural to daydream about sex. That's like the best time to daydream about sex when you're with somebody new and that's all you do. It's fucking yeah. friends out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Graham says, I will admit, I do enjoy Mr. Brooks' company, but I am not in love. 
And for the record, we are not having sex. So then Jen asks Grams if they had the safe sex talk. It's a prerequisite these days. She's like, he could be into anything. He could be kinky. He could be in the S&M or toys. And she's like, stop. Now I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to freak me out because you hate decoupage or because you hope to be grounded so you can get out of community service tonight. <laughs> and Jen's like, did you just say freak me out? <laughs> <laughs> And Graham says, well, it's not going to work because when it comes to safe sexuality, I've got my bases covered. And when it comes to decoupage, the more you practice, the better you get. And when it comes to your community service tonight, you're going. And Jen's like, you're so sneaky. You turn that whole conversation around without admitting that you were daydreaming about sex. She's like, I'm impressed. And Graham says, I've learned from the best. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I love Grimes. She gets better and, and better. Her character. I swear. Better and better. This All the way through. Only, this is her only scene, though. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, as Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Progresses through the rest of the seasons. She just gets better and better. I love Grimes. Yeah. Remember season one when she was like this racist old lady who didn't like Bessie yeah. and Bodie? She's so much more interesting now, which is like, it says a lot because like, I know that I've said it in the past about Mitch and Gail, like, you know, I was so invested in their whole storyline. I still am. I mean, they're not on every episode, but that whole first season with the, their, their whole cheating situation, I was so invested in that. Yeah. Um. So I like that they do bring the adults to the forefront of the show um especially grams she's got a relationship now with mr brooks yeah she does get down with your bad self (laughs) imagine if they had a child what would it what would it sound like (laughs) i don't know but um i know i have to figure out a voice (laughs) this isn't sims okay you can't just build a baby (laughs) because he's like because he's like um you know he's so like gruff and like angry all the time and she's like so like you know like this <laughs> i don't know it would, it would sound like me oh <laughs> uh, anyway it would sound like you probably <laughs> so now we're at leary's fresh fish i can never say it leary's fresh fish leary's fresh fish fresh fish there you go and dawson's popping in to ask gretchen where they want to go where she wants to go on their first date and she's like well i hate to tell you this but we have to go to my brother's birthday party (laughs) and he's like that's not much of a first date and she's like maybe we should postpone this whole first date thing And he says, well, why would we want to do that? With a big smile on his face. Because he's like, I already know where this is going. Yep. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) edit for disappointment. Um, And she's like, I just don't think that my brother's birthday party is the best time to come out of the closet about us being a couple. And Dawson says, why not? It's not like it's a secret. Which it's not. Like, this whole thing confuses me, Jamie. (laughs) Well, it's not common knowledge. Okay. All right, well, let me finish this because then I'm going to. So then Gretchen's like, but nobody knows. And he's like, well, Jack knows. She's like, yeah, but nobody else. And he says, well, why should we hide it? She's like, not so much hide it, just not tell anyone yet. And he says, in my experience, sneaking around is the best way to get caught doing anything. 
and she tells him that they wouldn't be sneaking around. And Dawson's like, is this about Pacey and Joey? Are you ashamed to tell your family about me? And she says, I'm not ashamed of you, but my family is crazy. And I think that we should be a little sensitive towards Pacey and Joey. And he says, by lying to them, he's like, you've always been, he's, you've always been very straightforward with things. And she says, it just doesn't feel like we need to go public just yet. And he says, if you feel like we need to hide, then maybe we shouldn't be doing this in the first place. And then they just stare at each other for like a good minute. And then they go, he leaves. He just, you know, he's like, I'll see you tonight. And then he leaves. So this whole episode with the two of them and how Pacey and Joey found out, I was like, okay, it was like a shock. Right. Right. But like, why are they surprised? I don't understand. And the one episode when he give when Dawson gives Joey the frame photo of her and Pacey, he talks to her about how he likes Gretchen. And Joey even says to him, well, she would be lucky to have a guy like you. Yeah. You know? All right. So now we are with Jen at the place Responsible Rides. <laughs> Guess who she finds there? I forget his name, but yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Toby. Toby. Toby Remember? was named after a dog. No, Toby. He was named after the demon from the Paranormal Activity films. Remember? <laughs> He's named after a dog. Somebody wanted a puppy and had a kid instead. Oh my god! They wanted a Jack Russell. They had a human instead. I don't. They know. had a Toby instead. They had a. They had a Toby. <laughs> so Jen's like excited to be paired up with him, and. He says that it's a great way to pick up boys. The drunker, the better. She's like, well, what are you doing here? And he's like, sadly, I'm volunteering on my own time. And she's like, I'm happy to be spending my last few hours of indentured servitude with you. And she mentions that if they're in the neighborhood, that they should stop by Pacey's birthday party to go see him. And she's like, you know, Jack will be there. She's like, I know that he would love to see you. (laughs) I wrote, sure, Jen. (laughs) And he says, you know, not all homosexuals need to be friends with each other. She's like, well, maybe this time will be different. And Toby's still not entirely convinced that Jack's gay. He thinks that he's doing it for the social cachet of it all. I said, shut up, Toby. (laughs) No. Yeah. So Jen's like talking up Jack and she's like, you know, he's built like a Greek god, but he's just lonely. (laughs) I was like, Jen wants Jack so bad. She does. Toby's like, well, I'm already taken. And Greg gets extremely jealous. So we find out that he has a boyfriend. No. This whole thing with Jen and Toby was kind of irritating me a little bit because Jen can have as many friends as she wants. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why she's forcing Toby and Jack together when they clearly haven't gotten along since the beginning. Well, wait, that's not my issue. Oh, (laughs) my issue. That's my issue. (laughs) My issue is that she now has a new gay best friend in Toby when really she's cheating on Jack with Toby. And I take that shit personally. What? Jamie, if you started (laughs) talking to some other gay guy all the time, I would be like, uh, what are you doing? (laughs) There can only be one gay man in this social circle here. Um, I remember when, um, our mom told me that she was best friends with Kree, and we were like out to lunch. She was like, "Well, I invited you to lunch," and I go, "Why?" I got so mad. <laughs> uh, I'm the token gay one in this friend friend loop. Yeah, I was like, "I'm your gay best friend," and then um, 
and I'm everybody's gay best friend apparently. But um, but no, when I met him, obviously, you know, I really like him. But I was just yeah, like, awesome. I'm like, you're cheating on me. And where I was like, no, I swear you're my number one. But really, it was this hers. Let's be honest. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry, like Steven. You're stuck with me. No. <laughs> I don't like that Jen's cheating on Jack with Toby, especially since Jack doesn't like Toby. I don't care about that. I just I know you she's... don't. You're not a I gay just... man fighting for the attention of your female friends. <laughs> I just don't like <laughs> I don't like that she's trying to force these two together. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like. Well, like, he said it. I'm not interested. <laughs> he said it. Not all homosexuals like each other, and it's mm-hmm. true. I got mm-hmm. into a whole conversation about it in the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <sighs> no, I talked about it in the Self Reliance episode. Mm-hmm. Um, how like just because you're gay doesn't mean you have to be best friends with every other gay guy, and for the most part, um. Gay guys are bitchy. Yeah, sure. My point. <laughs> so now we're with Joey and she's got Pacey blindfolded and she's walking him up to the house, to his family house, childhood house, whatever you want to call it. And he asks if he can have a guest. She's like, just one. So then this is what he says. It's perhaps a remote dock. You brought some candles and some champagne and birthday cake that you're going to feed to me by hand and serenade me off key dressed only in Victoria's Secret lingerie, after which you will lay me down under the stars and ravish me. (laughs) And she's leading him up the stairs. Yeah. She's making the funniest face the whole time because she's just like, she's just like, uh, no, Pacey, that's not what's about to happen. Poor Pacey. She takes the blindfold off and she goes, close pace, very close. <laughs> and then she, he sees where they're at. And they're at his childhood home. They walk in and they're greeted by his father, John, drinking in his bark lounger, watching a hockey game. And he goes, oh, you're here. Surprise. And then everybody rushes in from the kitchen and they all yell, Surprise. Like, Ooh, I don't even... know. He's here. Oh, damn. He missed it. Sorry. Oh, my God. They didn't even get the fucking surprise correct. Yeah. I know. Did you see did you see Joey's face? She was just like... <gasps> yeah. Oh, my she God. She was like this. She was like, what the fuck? The whole point was it's a surprise party. So, yeah, his birthday surprise was ruined. Then um, his little nephew runs by and punches him in the dick. <laughs> so he leans over. Okay. This did not go by me at all, okay? And maybe I was just looking too much into this. He gets punched in the dick by his little nephew. Pacey leans over, and then in walks Doug. He hits Pacey's butt with the doorknob, and he goes, yeah, it was very, like, symbolic. I missed that. I missed that. What did Doug say? He he walks in, and and he says something like, oh, there's the birthday boy, cursed little brother, something like that. But it was probably an accident. I really think that they made him bend over while Doug walked in on purpose. I really it, do. It makes sense that he's going to bend over, though. He just got punched in the nuts. If he wasn't going to end up on his yeah, knees. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they made him. Look, I'm looking into it too much, but I think that's what really happened. It was okay. a symbol. It was symbolism towards Doug being a gay, a gay guy. That's all. 
then there's another part in in the episode where they where they're eating dinner and Doug's like, I love chip beef on toast. And Jack looks over and he's like smiling at him. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. You know, did you notice that, too? Yeah, I did notice the smile that he gave him because because even Pace is like, yeah, that's been established, Doug. Like, we've already established that (laughs) when I said it like five minutes ago. Did you hear anything I just said? I was just like, oh, they made Jack look at him like, oh, maybe this might happen. And then obviously we know the outcome of that. But we don't know until like literally the last episode. The final episode. Yeah. So Doug says, I can't wait to see what disaster befalls on this joyous occasion. Let the games begin. And Pacey just looks so miserable. And then we hear Doug yelling, Mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> She's like, dinner's not ready yet. Like, it's so much chaos. in this it's ca- It literally, the household is chaos. They are very chaotic people. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, they're like, they're a somewhat big family. They're not like super big, but they're big enough. I mean, I grew up with eight kids, eight siblings. Yeah, that's a lot. And, you know, there was a lot of us, but when we had parties of of our house, we had like everybody there. So like looking back on home videos, it was very chaotic in our house growing up. So a lot of people. Yeah. I kind of relate to it. (laughs) Like I get it, (laughs) but their house is much bigger. So Dawson's being beaten up by the kids, Carrie's kids and Gretchen leans over and she says, do you need any help? But he just completely ignores her. She gets up and she just turns around and she walks away. And I was like, typical Dawson, just giving her the cold shoulder (laughs) because he's not happy. But I don't blame him. No, I don't. He had his mindset on how he was hoping his evening was going to go. And he was blindsided. So he's just got to recalibrate. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, why should I give you any like acknowledgement if you don't even want to be here with me or you don't even want to be with me? Like, she's totally messing with his head. And I liked Gretchen a lot. I didn't like this part. But I mean, obviously, we get into the end of it, what happens later. Right. But right now, I'm just like, Gretchen, you lost points in my book. Like, you really did. Um, Jack and Joey are looking around at, like, Pacey's house. And there's, like, Christmas lights hanging up over the fireplace. Joey's, like, festive. Gretchen goes, oh, they've been there since Christmas 1986. (laughs) And then there's a picture of their dog, and apparently the dog died. And um, Joey's like, well, what happened? And Gretchen says, oh, we don't speak of that. (laughs) But we do find out. We do, because uh, Cindy or Kathy or Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) I got there the third time. I got it. Um, She spills it, and then everybody glares at her, and she's like, oh, I guess it's not that funny. Why would you joke about that, too? Like, remember the one time Pacey wanted to cook pancakes for everybody and set the kitchen on fire and the smoke inhalation killed? Oh, I guess it's not that funny. Yeah. Carrie sounds like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, This is when their dad comes in, and he tells Carrie, no wonder her husband left her. She's becoming a cow, and she's, like, shoveling food in her mouth. That was like her job this whole episode, just like to eat. <laughs> and the actress was like kind of funny. I thought I thought she like played it pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want to be hired to just sit there and eat all day? No, I think that just sounds like a really bad idea. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, So Pacey's dad tells Joey that he celebrated his 18th birthday in Vietnam or something and he slept with a hooker, basically. And Pacey goes, didn't you have to be 18 to join the army? 
And he's like, you call me a liar? And he's like, no, I'm not calling you a liar, but... As Pacey laughs. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because yeah. you're an idiot, but it's fine. <laughs> so then his mom comes out, and she's not much better. She says, Joanna, why don't you come help set the table? And Pacey tells her that her name is... He's like, that's not her name. And she's like, her name's Joey. And she goes, that's what I said. So wait a minute. Here's my other issue with this. First of all, I thought he, he snapped out on his mom later in the episode about her name. Maybe I like don't remember it correctly, but I could have swore he said something to her. Like you keep her name is Joey. Like get it, get it straight. If it did, I don't remember it. Like I remember when they're sitting at the table and she asks her to get something from the kitchen. Ketchup. Yeah, it was ketchup. And she called her Joanne or something or Joanna or something like something with a J, but it was not Joey. She called her. She calls her Joanna twice. Joanna, yeah, and she's just like, okay, yeah, I'm Joanna today. <laughs> but how does she not know who Joey Potter is? They all grew up as kids together. Yeah, but I don't think that they hung out at Pacey's. I have a feeling it was that I agree Dawson's. with. It was always at Dawson's. I don't think that Pacey's parents were very involved in his like that makes sense childhood. You know what I mean? Aside from just. Like they're always leaving him behind. We get that when we get to the That's stories and stuff, they're always point, forgetting Jamie. about him and stuff. So I really don't think they were very involved in his life in that kind of way. They just made sure he ate and maybe almost didn't get it left behind. You know, That's I don't a really know. good point. Yeah. They just weren't very active in his life, I guess. Like they just no. didn't care. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that because I'm like, how would his mom not know who Joey Potter is or who the Potters are? Because they didn't care they enough. don't care, yeah. Good call, Jamie. Good call. So now uh, Gretchen s- sits next to Pacey and he says, just kill me now. And then <laughs> their dad asks who Jack is. He's like playing around with like <laughs> the recliner. And he's like, um, we met on a fishing trip a while back. And he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He remember he thought Jack was weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They went sailing. They were on a boat. <laughs> they they went on a uh, a fucking the what was it called the Cape Side uh, fishing. It was like a fishing boat. Yeah, it was like a fishing boat. <laughs> and he does it every year. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, yeah, exactly. Like a father son thing, and they just happen to bring Dawson and Mitch, Mitch and, and Jack. Jack. <laughs> And that was the episode where Pacey cried at the end. Probably like the only time he had other people with him on the fishing trip. How do you not remember? I know. His dad, for a cop, his dad doesn't seem very fucking bright or like alert about things. No, which, I mean, you would think a cop or the chief. I think he's supposed to be the chief, yeah. right? He's like that the head are, guy. <laughs> that they're, you know, I don't know, observant. Right. He's not observant at all. He's like, I don't remember you. But maybe it's because it has to do with Pacey. And he just doesn't remember anything about Pacey's life or his friends. Mm-mm, because they weren't involved. Resentment, man. Uh, Pacey's mom calls Joey Josie this time. And Pacey asks Joey what the hell she was thinking. He's like, you promised me, you and me, alone tonight. You looked me in the eye and you promised. And she's like, your family wanted to throw you a party. What was I supposed to say? And he says, my family could give a crap about me or my birthday. She's like, but they're your family, Pace. The least you can do is make an effort. He says, it doesn't matter what kind of effort I make. I'm still going to fail. 
She says, fail at what? What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean, Pacey? What are you talking about? Explain it to me. I don't read your (laughs) mind, sir. (laughs) This is their whole relationship. (laughs) Use your words. (laughs) He's like, nothing. It's nothing. And she tells him that she promises that they'll get through this night together unscathed. I swear. And then she kisses him on top of his head, which I can't stand. I hate, I hate that she kisses him on top of his head all the time. It just bothers me. It's very like mother-son to me. Like, or like grand, grandfather, grand grandchild. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking about this. Like, I don't think that I've ever kissed anybody on their forehead before, like a boyfriend or anything. Uh... But I'm trying to, like, reverse it. I feel like that's something that's more likely for a guy to do to show affection. But, like, for girls, we don't... Not that. That's, like, a guy thing. It's, like, because you're bigger, you know? Yeah. Like my, head, my forehead's closer, or, you know, you get, like, the pat on the head. Or I guess Casey always has his head down because he's always so upset. <laughs> so she's like, I got to kiss him on his head. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's their thing. So... Gretchen tells Dawson that he's the master at giving the cold shoulder. He's like, what a mingling. She's like, yeah, but not with me. So now she's hurt. He says, am I the only one who remembers our last conversation? And she says, look, I'm just trying to forget it. And she wants to come to a mutually agreeable solution to their problem. So then the kids come back in the kitchen and they drag Dawson away. They want to go play Monopoly. So now we cut to Jen and Toby are out driving and she asks Toby about this mystery boyfriend, Greg. And at this point, I said, Toby doesn't have no fucking boyfriend. Nobody wants to date Toby. No, no, yeah. Like, he's so full of himself. He says, not much to say, but he's head over heels for me and he's perfect. Jack's polar opposite, really. Just gorgeous. And Jen says, you don't think Jack is gorgeous? <laughs> and Toby says, in a fratty sort of way. But Greg is James Dean, broading, tortured, deep. And Jen's like, well, Jack is all of those things, too. And he says, I'll take your word for it. But Greg is perfect. He's blonde and beautiful. And he's been out since the age of 12. <laughs> and the more he explains, the more Jen's like, yeah, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> I know. I was like, she's looking at him like, Shut up, Toby. Like, nobody believes this. And his mom is a famous lesbian who teaches feminist poetry at Harvard. And Greg is totally smart and completely comfortable with who he is. He's a man, you know? And that's when Jen's like, "Uh, I'm not buying this. Now we cut to Pacey's dad yelling about dinner. Joey goes outside to talk to Pacey because he's out on the porch. He's clearly upset. She's like, look, it's not that bad. It's been 45 minutes without any major crisis, and we just need to be here for two, maybe three more hours, tops. So, legally, you can't still be mad at me, Pacey. And he says, I'm not mad at you. And she's like, well, well, then what's wrong? Why are you so upset? (laughs) I'm like, because he hates his fucking birthday, Joey. He doesn't want to be there. And he's, like, struggling to, like, figure out what to say. And he's like, why don't we just go take a walk? So then they, like, go to take a walk. And his dad opens the door and he's like, what are you kids sneaking off to go smoke that marijuana? And Pacey's like, yes, Papa, yes. (laughs) And Pacey's like, what? (laughs) Damn it, Uh, you caught me. (laughs) He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, come inside, sit on the couch. I'm going to talk to Joey. I was like, oh God, what does he want to talk to her about? I wonder if that was like a dig at Joey's father. (laughs) Oh, maybe. Well, he was 
Wasn't he? Oh, was he selling heroin or marijuana when he got arrested? Oh, the first time. I think the first the first time, like, wasn't the first time marijuana, and the second time, I don't know what I don't remember what it was. Yeah, the first time was marijuana. Right. I don't remember what the second time was, but the first time I definitely remember it being marijuana, (laughs) and I'm like wondering if that was just a dig. (laughs) I think it. That's funny. And it didn't come to me then, but it came to me now. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and now he wants to speak to Joey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you getting my son to smoke the marijuana? <laughs> well, sir, you were apparently in Vietnam sleeping with hookers. So the marijuana would be the least of his problems. <laughs> right. At least he's sleeping with one woman. Hey, <laughs> no, at least he doesn't have to pay for sex. <laughs> Uh, so they go back in and he tells Joey that he says, thank you for putting thoughts of college in my son's head. She's like, well, I can't take all the credit for that. <laughs> I wrote. Meanwhile, we see uh, his sister, Carrie handing Jack like a chicken wing. <laughs> She's like licking her finger. <laughs> Mom mode in full effect. <laughs> but Jack's sitting there like holding the chicken wing and he, and then he looks over at Pacey and he's like, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Here, hold this for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, hold this for me before I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't throw it away. That's wasting food. But yeah. I'm it. hungry. Fine. Even when it. she was first introduced, she was holding the plate of pigs and blanket. Pigs and blankets. Pigs pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. <laughs> um, so his dad says that he has to blame someone because Pacey's big dream means he's going to have to finance another dropout, another dropout's half-assed education. And Pacey says Gretchen didn't drop out. And he says, really? I didn't know working as a barmaid in a fish restaurant qualified as a university education. Then again, I'm just an uncouth, uneducated police officer putting my life on the line for the people of this town. What do I know? And I was like, is that what he called him when he punched him in the face? I think it is. I wanted to go back and look, but I I didn't feel like rewinding it. But I I don't know. But it sounds familiar, though. Yeah, like when he called him uncouth, I was like, I think that's what he called him when he punched him. Because nobody uses that word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My mom used to use that word all the time. She used to say she doesn't have any couth, and I used to, she used to say it all the time. And I used to be like, Mom, what is? Where did you hear that word? <laughs> but she used to be she used to be like, you know what she doesn't have? She has no couth. <laughs> It's like, oh, mom's going to say the cuth line now. She's going to use the cuth line. <laughs> used to crack me up. Um, but Joey says, Mr. Witter, I don't think Pacey's going to drop out. I think he's going to do great in college. Right, Pacey? <laughs> so in case anybody's curious what uncouth means. <laughs> it's of a person... Or their appearance or behavior, or they're lacking good manners, refinement, or grace. He's unwashed, uncouth, and drunk most of the time, as an example. Well, that would be his father. (laughs) Yep. No manners. Just a slob. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Um... You're welcome. I haven't had a tech talk in a while. Not saying this is a tech talk, but let me bestow upon you vocabulary of the day. (laughs) Merriam Jamie Dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Merriam Whitehead <laughs> Merriam Webster Jamie Whitehead <laughs> No, just Jamie Google 
Jamie, Google it. <laughs> I, I may have cut it out by this point, but in the beginning of our episode, Jamie went on down a rabbit hole about how to pronounce Tay and <laughs> the meaning of Tao yeah. and Tay when yeah. I just Googled it and said, how do you pronounce Tay? <laughs> and she's like reading. I was thing. I was learning. Okay. At this point, I was already invested. Like, time's in a ticking, Jamie. <laughs> time's a ticking. <laughs> Chinese philosophy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, it was named after Tay To Chan. <laughs> like what? I just don't know the pronunciation. Tay something. <laughs> My God, I don't know. Uh huh. So he says, I appreciate your youthful optimism, but I predict that if he doesn't drop out, he'll flunk out. So then his mom comes in and says, oh, honey, just because Pacey flunked a class or two in high school doesn't mean he's going to do the same thing in college. She says, but I have faith in you. And I know that one day my faith will pay off. She's such an asshole. Yeah. So no matter how many times you let us down, sweetie, my faith will be there to pick you right back up. (laughs) And And then drop you right on your head. Yeah. And his dad says, your faith in my bank account. And then they're like, oh, stop, honey. He says, I think Pacey should set his sights on something he he can accomplish, like refrigeration or heating repair. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) Oh, my God. So now he's having a conversation with his with his wife. And he says, we always knew Gretchen was college material. But remember when Pacey was little and he said he wanted to be a veterinarian? And his mom says, dog groomer honey what about a dog groomer (laughs) he's like his dad says exactly someone has to be the dog groomer and pacey's just sitting there while joey's just like shocked she's like what the fuck is going on right now (laughs) it's like insane poor pacey now i understand where where they get the whole what was his whole what was me thing yeah we understand him a lot better now they're just horrible uh, so now we cut to Dawson and Gretchen. They're in the basement with all the kids and it's dark. They want to play Monopoly, but she's like, I got something even better. So she says that her and her grandmom, their great grandmom, used to sit down there for hours and put on this projector and project all these like stars. So it was like spitting around the room. It was really cool, actually. I used to have something similar. It was like a, a stationary planetarium. Mm-hmm. And then... The sun, you could take the top half off of it and put on, like, half the constellation. Oh, yeah. And then we turn it on and just mapped out on your ceiling. That's pretty cool. That is cool. But she tells a story of a star dancer. I forget her name. Of a mm-hmm. star dancer. And she's forced to dance amongst the stars alone for eternity. She says, like, this whole story. It wasn't even important. The only part that's important is um, Gretchen says it sounds tragic, doesn't it? And Dawson says, no, not really, because she got to visit all the stars and all the different people. And then Gretchen says, but Dawson, she leaves. And I go, oh, that's why Gretchen's being a fucking asshole. I get it now. And Dawson's just like, Dawson, all he does is smile. He just smiles at her. He's just derpy sometimes. (laughs) He's what? (laughs) Derpy. He's He's like that puppy. You just like. You're annoyed with half the time. The other half, you're like, yeah, but I mean, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're comparing Dawson to a derpy dog. (laughs) Poor Dawson. Doggy Dawson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see? You got it. (laughs) 
so now we hear Joey tell Pacey not to listen to them. You're going to go to college and do amazing. You're going to shock them all. <laughs> and he says, well, what if I don't? What if they're 100% correct? And I'm simply too stupid to do anything worthwhile with my life. And again, Joey says, what's going on? This can't just be about your birthday, Pacey. He's like, let's just take this down to the basement. And I go, oh, no, here we go. So they walk down. They turn. So you could clearly hear them coming down the steps. They turn on the lights. They look over and Dawson's fully on top of Gretchen and they're making out. And Dawson literally just starts cracking up (laughs) again. And yeah, I don't know. And they just are shocked. And Joey literally like just turns and looks away like she saw them like fucking each other and like runs up the stairs. Wrong room. Yeah. Um, Have you ever been in that kind of a situation where you've like almost gotten caught? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun, actually. (laughs) I mean, I can understand how that could have happened where they didn't notice because if you're so wrapped up in each other, you're not paying attention to like the door opening or people coming up and down the steps or walking down the hallway unless they're making a lot of noise. Yeah. And, like you're you're so wrapped up in what's happening, you don't really notice until it's like, do you hear that? And then by then it's usually too late. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I totally yeah. agree with that. Um but Dawson was like, I'm making out with my like childhood crush, you know? Oh yeah, dude, he I was all so- about it. I felt so good for him. <laughs> he was like, felt he felt accomplished. He's like, huh? Childhood dreams. Check that off the list. Exactly. <laughs> um, Pacey's mom calls him up to dinner and they go up to dinner. They're all sitting around the table and she says, in honor of Pacey's birthday, I made him his favorite dinner, chip beef on toast. <laughs> Pacey's like, nope, that's Dougie's favorite. Mine is spaghetti and meatballs. And his mom is uh, disagreeing with him. He says, oh, that's right. I forgot. I always pretended to hate chip beef on toast in a vain attempt to mask my true feelings of love. And he's staring straight at Gretchen. (laughs) And she's just like, don't do this, Pacey. Don't do this, Pacey. Can I just say that I agree with Pacey. Spaghetti and meatballs is my favorite, too. (laughs) I know it is. (laughs) I actually thought of you when he said spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. So good. Love meatballs and spaghetti. If you add some sausage in there, a little hot sausage, a little sweet sausage. I'm not going to lie. When he said spaghetti and meatballs, I thought to myself, that actually sounds really good right now. Yeah. Like a nice bowl of spaghetti and meatballs. Do you like cream chip beef on toast? No. I like it. We used to eat it when we were kids, but Stouffer's puts out like a free, a frozen one. And I used to buy it all the time when it was on sale, but I haven't had it in a long time. But it's really good. Slop. <laughs> no, they call it shit on the shingles. SOS. Yeah, it looks like slop. I don't think it looks like slop. It's just a like a gravy with chip beef in it. Yeah. yeah. Slop. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is not a fan of the SOS. <laughs> Casey and I are on the same level with this. <laughs> Meanwhile, we hear uh Dougie go, I love chip beef on toast. <laughs> he's like all about it (laughs) and that's when everybody laughs and Jack's looking at Doug and he's like I think I'm gonna marry him (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm gonna marry you (laughs) yeah right he's like oh this guy's real cute man all right all right yeah I wouldn't mind dating either one of them let's make it a thruple let's do this (laughs) 
Um, so then Pacey's mom says, Joanna, can you go grab the ketchup? I forgot it. And she gets up, doesn't correct her again because she's too polite. She goes into the kitchen to get the ketchup. And um, Pacey's still staring at Gretchen. So then Joey goes into the kitchen where Dawson's washing his hands because he had his hands down Gretchen's pants. <laughs> um, and he's like, Joey, I, I really didn't want you to find out like this. And she's like looking through all the cabinets, like acting distracted. And she goes, so what are you two like dating now? And he's like, well, this is going to be our first date, but plans changed. So we are a couple. And he's like, well, we really haven't defined the relationship, but it is a relationship. And he says, I don't, I don't know. And then Joey finds the ketchup just as Gretchen walks in. She's like, found it. And then she leaves. <laughs> Gretchen goes, well, what do we do now? And he says, I don't know, but I think we should move beyond the should we or shouldn't we tell them question. By the way, she thinks we're a couple now. And she's like, well, why did you tell her we were a couple? And he says, I said we had a date. She said, so we were dating? He says, I told her we hadn't defined the relationship yet. And she goes, well, what did she say? She said, but it is a relationship. And Gretchen says, is it a relationship? And Dawson's like, look, uh, I don't know what to think. I want to know what you think. And she says, I don't know what to think. And he tells her that he thinks that this is about her and she needs to figure her shit out uh, and what she wants, which I'm glad he did because it's yeah, so yeah. confusing. And it, it sucks for him, to be honest. So now Pacey comes in and she gets in front of him and she says, can we just talk about this? And he says, today's not the day. I mean, any other day that I was to find you making out on the basement floor with Dawson, of all people, I would probably freak out. And then we would have words, but not today. Today, I don't want to talk about it. In fact, I like to pretend it never happened because, frankly, I've got bigger problems on my mind. And then he takes a swig of milk. (laughs) And she says, well, which are? And he says, a conversation I need to have with Joey that will impact the rest of our relationship. Not to mention why I've been in such a state of utter despair today. And she says, Pacey, what are you talking about? Like, oh my God, just spit it the fuck out, Pacey. He tells her to stick to her own dramas because they're much more entertaining. So now we're with Jen and Toby. They're on a montage of drunk drivers. Waste of airtime. A girl almost throws up in the car. (laughs) (laughs) And Jen like covers her head. Like yeah, that was it was it was pretty funny. She's like, no hands. Oh, don't puke on me. Everybody crashes. I know. <laughs> she wasn't paying attention to the road. She lost control of the car, trying not to get puked on. Projectile vomit everywhere. Gross. So now Pacey's opening presents, like he's in the middle of like a circle of his whole family just around him. Yeah. And Carrie gives him an ashtray and he goes, Oh, I've been meaning to take up smoking. <laughs> And his dad gives him fireworks and Pacey's like, oh, thanks, Pop. Just what I always wanted. But he's like, not really happy about there's it. There's a story behind it, though. So I feel like, and without, even though Pacey isn't aware of it yet, there's a reason behind it. And like, his dad yeah. was actually trying. You know what I mean? It wasn't just something really random. Like, his dad was actually trying. Like, when they get through this, when we get through this scene, like, if you really pay attention to Pacey's father's face as everybody starts batching on Pacey, and Pacey's, like, visibly getting bothered by it, like, and upset, like, you can see, like, his dad's, like, he's not saying anything, because he doesn't know how, I think he really just doesn't know how to, like, interact. I don't think any of them know how to uh, to, emote their feelings. Yeah, they really don't know how to, like, yeah, they don't. 
Um, but you can, like, if you watch his face, you can see him, like, he's paying extra close attention to Pacey. Like, he's he's monitoring Pacey, and he sees how it's affecting him, which is something that I think we've never really seen before for his father. I mean, we don't see his father very often as it, as it was in all the, you know, the four seasons that we've watched so far. Um, like, we really don't see too much of an interaction because the interactions that we have seen have all been really negative. So to be able to see this side of his father where he's like a little bit, like he's seemingly attentive, even though he's kind of a dick, <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It was an eye opener because like you have to pay attention to notice it. Yeah. And you, I did notice when he's opening the fireworks, his dad's really like happy for him. Yeah. And when he gets, when he sees Pacey's reaction, his dad's face gets like really, like it yeah, changes. He's kind of like, he's like defended. a little hurt. Like he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's like building that wall back up because he was like, oh, you know, because there's a story behind the reason why he got the fireworks, but Pacey isn't aware of it. He doesn't recall it. Like he doesn't understand or get the, he, he's not picking up what his dad's trying to communicate with him, right. which I mean, I, I get it, especially if it isn't like a fond memory that, Pacey has or or anything like that but um you could tell when they started dishing out the uh stories for Pacey mm-hmm. like his dad was getting ready to speak and he like I think his dad was about to turn the entire table around and it was yeah. you know what I mean um but Pacey just was like I don't even want to hear it from you I just don't even I know where this is going <laughs> like I don't even want to hear anymore and he was out yeah I totally agree with you I mean we can even just get into what they all go around and they start telling like um, a happy memory of Pacey from childhood, but they're all sort of like shitty memories. And um, Gretchen tries to tries tries to turn it around. Yeah. But it, it ends up like the dad says something about like Gretchen's like you were, he like stood up for her in second grade to a bully and like don't scream at my sister or whatever. And then the dad says, yeah, if I remember, he came home um, beat to a pulp, crying his eyes out. <laughs> and the mom's like, I remember that. But Gretchen's like, Pacey's a hero or something like that. Yeah. Um, The bravest guy. She says he's the bravest guy I know. Um, And then like. I mean, he is, though. He went sailing up and down the East Coast on his own <laughs> with his girlfriend in the middle of the summer at like 17. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to drive places that I'm 42. (laughs) He just hops on a sailboat. It's like, I'll see you in three months. The rest of us don't even want to go outside. Like, (laughs) he's like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. He is the bravest guy. He is the bravest guy, you know, in Cape Side. Yeah. Go Pacey. They're telling all these shitty stories. They end with the sister talking about the house almost burning down and killing the family dog. And they're all like, you idiot. Why would you like bring this up? And then the dad goes to tell a story and Pacey stops everything. He puts up his head. Um, he puts up his head, hands and he's like, that's enough. Like, I don't want to hear anymore. He says, as much as I love being publicly eviscerated, eviscerated on my birthday, I think we can all guess what the theme of this happy anecdote is going to be. Pacey messes up yet again. Am I right? Pacey kills the dog or pees his pants or pukes or gets the pulp beaten out of him. But you know what else the theme might be? Or the theme for my entire life, for that matter? No one gives Pacey a break. 
Everyone expects the absolute worst out of Pacey. Pacey gets the short end of the stick. Pacey gets an ashtray and fireworks and chip beef for his birthday and endlessly harassed for wanting to go to college because how dare he want to get out of this place. And then he tells everyone that he doesn't think he's going to go to college anyway because his fallback school rejected him. And that's what he's been trying to tell Joey all night. He says, so I'm not going to go to college just like you all said I would. I'm going to end up a complete and utter failure. So then he goes to leave the party and he opens up the door and poor Jen and Toby are standing there and they start to sing happy birthday and he just like walks right past them. He's so. like, uh, you're in my way. I don't even, I don't even know you. And <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> but I mean, he was sort of like blinded by like, not rage, but he was just like blinded by his frustration. Oh, at that dude, point. He had one goal and one goal only it was to get out. Yep. So he took Joey's car and left. <laughs> So Joey's going to go leave to find Pacey. Dawson's like, I'm going to go with you. And she's like, I'm perfectly capable of looking for my boyfriend by myself, Dawson. I don't need your help. And he's like, well, you need my help because you took your car. All right, let's go. I'm not going to not go help find my best friend. So they leave. So then we see Jen talking to Gretchen. I guess Gretchen's like filling him in. And Jack brings out some cake to Jen. And he sees Toby standing like on the other side of the room. So then he goes over to talk to Toby. And... He's like, why are you here? And Toby says, to make you uncomfortable, of course. And Jack's like, I'm not uncomfortable. And then he says, how's the club? And Toby says, oh, you mean the gay club where all the gay kids hang out and be gay together? It's doing smashing. And what about that club of yours? What's it called? Self-hatred and denial. How's that going, Jack? <laughs> I would have been like, go fuck yourself, Toby, and just walked away. But honestly, I don't even really like Toby. Like, <laughs> I don't like him at all. But Jack has a little bit more class, I think. And he just says, "Oh, Jack has a lot more class." Toby is very like, I don't, I don't really understand Toby's personality. I think that's what it is, because everything that comes out of his mouth is just, I don't know. Like I talk about, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, he's, he's like contradicting. You know what I mean? Like the words that come out of his mouth contradict his body language, and I get confused with that because I really don't know his personality you know what i mean like what what's real what's not like i just that's the kind of vibe that i get off of him like i I, he's just i don't know his whole personality is just he's a gay guy (laughs) that's all he is he's very confusing (laughs) he just loves being a gay guy which is great you know i like being gay but that's his whole personality and identity he doesn't really have any other identity except that he doesn't really have anything else does he i mean he he's got the volunteer thing he's got his group but like and we know he's in school, and that's that's all we know. We don't really know anything about him as a person. But everything he does... He's super judgmental. Yeah, he's very judgmental. I told you, gay guys are bitchy queens sometimes. But everything he does centers around just being gay. I mean, he's the type of gay guy who will be like, Ugh, I would never watch, like, I don't know, like Game of Thrones or something. Because he'd rather watch, like, The Golden Girls. Because, like, every gay guy loves the fucking Golden Girls. Uh, Except me. I don't know. I never got into the Golden Girls in (laughs) here. It's not my thing. It's not my generation. I don't know. But he's just that type of guy. And he resents Jack. Because you know what it is? Is As much as Toby thinks he knows who he is, he resents Jack. Because Jack is very comfortable with himself and Mm -hmm. who he is. And he doesn't have to pretend. You know what I mean? Right. But Toby just try so hard and has to like let everybody know who he is but toby has those like 
insecurities himself. But Jack is just like living his life. You know, he's lonely and he wants to find a boyfriend, but he's not going around like just promoting himself and his sexuality like Toby does. Right. He's he's being himself. Right. Jack is just being 100% himself while Toby is being a a negative 100% not himself. (laughs) Yeah. Toby wears it. Yeah. Toby wears it like an identity where Jack's identity is his personality. He's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to just fucking live my life. That's it. So Jen just turns over and looks at Toby like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help you out. Like, knock it off. He's like Um, instantly on defense, man, all the time. Yeah. Like, who says that? That, how's your club? Self hatred and denial? Jack's not. Like, why is he so. I know. That's what I mean. Like, Jack's just trying to, like, oh, you know, how are you? How's your club? How's everything going? Like, he's genuine. He's just being nice. He's making small talk. And then you got this asshole who's like instantly defensive. Like, why are you so defensive? Who hurt you, sir? Because you just like. This, did somebody pretend they were gay and they turn out to not be gay and you like them and you know Maybe. that's probably what happened and he's just like I don't know any any hot football macho gay guys all of a sudden lying like that could be it yeah I mean I don't know maybe somebody tricked him yeah well no he says that they beat him up remember in the dugout baseball field or something mm. so um, now we're with Joey and Dawson they're driving around looking for Pacey and Joey tells Dawson that she doesn't give a fuck what he and Gretchen are. <laughs> She's like, those exact much. words. <laughs> she says, look, Dawson, I don't really give a shit about what you and Gretchen are. I've got much bigger problems right now. Dawson says, well, I don't know what we are because Gretchen freaks out whenever I ask her. And Joey says, well, that's the witters for you. In relationships, they tend to keep their emotions close and their weaknesses even closer. And it's not because they don't care. It's just because they care so much. She says the good news is that they eventually always tell the truth. However, it's usually after you selfishly ignored all the signs that they've been suffering. I was like, that's not completely true, Joey. Like, you're literally asking him a hundred times what's the matter and he won't tell you. So um, he says, you know, it's not your fault Pacey didn't get into college. And she says, no, but it is my fault that he thinks he disappointed me because I said that he'd definitely get in. And Dawson says, and there's the Potters for you. They tend to believe in people more than they believe in themselves. So Pacey's dad ends up finding Pacey sitting on the dock uh, in the cold. So he brings him his coat and he's like, how'd you find me, Pop? <laughs> and he's like, uh, we got a call about a lurker on the creepy guy or something on the boat. Creepy oh. lurker on the docks. I um. <laughs> it makes sense that because of you know who he is within the police and the community that he would find him but i was honestly surprised that joey couldn't oh. figure that out they were Where driving like go? miles away from the dock they were in the woods like when <laughs> you see pacey more at the marina than you ever ever seen him in the woods it made more sense that he was at the dock because of the boat situation because of true love yeah, yeah. So it's just obviously that place is very important to him and he finds peace there. Even if it's, you know, on a dock and not on a boat, it just makes sense that that's where he would go. But I mean, she's like, Dawson, I know where he is. Okay. I know where he would be. He's eight miles out of town in the woods. (laughs) And his dad's like, 
Uh, I didn't know where you were at, but we got a call about it. <laughs> Makes sense you were here. <laughs> He's like, those dummies couldn't find me yet. <laughs> Here's your coat. I figured you might be cold. <laughs> Can I tell you a story now? <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about what happened? <laughs> He's like, I never told anyone, but I was rejected the first time I applied for the police academy. And Pacey's like, really? He's like, yeah, don't tell anybody or I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm going to tell your whole precinct. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he already embarrassed them enough. I punched him in his face in front of his colleagues for his, <laughs> his subordinates. Subordinates. So Pacey's like, you know, I really wanted to go to college. And his dad says he knows that he's been hard on him about school, but he's just not sure that it's the right thing for him. And it has nothing to do with how smart he is or if he's good enough to get in. He says, but ask me if I think you're meant to do great things. And Pacey just like slowly looks at him and smiles because his dad's like giving him a compliment. Yeah. He's just basically saying like, Pacey, I think you're meant to do great things, but college might just not be what's for you in this world. You know, there are other ways to do great things. College is great and all, you know what I mean? Because it can, if you work hard enough, get you that higher paying job. But at the same time, don't knock those trade schools because we need those people too. They're in high demand. Those jobs are always, like, just about almost always available. Yeah. I wish you know? I did something like that. Yeah. I wish I went in the, into computers when I when I got out of high school. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Just to have a fallback. My brother's an electrician, and he makes really good money. It's crazy. My brother's one, too. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I was That's like, what, what I was I doing? Trade. <laughs> just, just get a trade, because we always going to have power. We're always going to have plumbing. We're always going to have HVAC. You know, we're always going to need uh, mechanics. And oh, my God. Would you, be, people. would you ever be a um, uh, bug, a bug person that like goes like an exterminator? And... Exterminator. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> bug person it. that kills them, you know, those people. <laughs> would you ever be a bug person? No. <laughs> I wouldn't either. That grosses me out. <laughs> Going to buildings and houses and stuff that are just overrun with all kinds of critters oh. means the house is probably disgusting which means i don't want to even walk around it no. let alone on the property let alone in the property like no I'm not saying everybody's house is like that sometimes it just depends on where you live and bugs happen and i get it and you got a messy teenager who doesn't know how to clean up their shit and then throws things under the bed and then all of a sudden you got an ant problem like i get it <laughs> Well, but. <laughs> it can be it can be a lot worse than that. There's this really, really cute guy on TikTok who's an exterminator. And the things he posts, Jamie, after I look that at them, good. I get so itchy. And I'm like, yeah. why am I fucking watching this? It's so disgusting. It really is amazing how people can be super, super like clean, super fucking dirty. <laughs> like, oh well, there's God. also the people who are super clean and then they just get like a crazy infestation out of nowhere you know yep there's that you or you have the ones that anywhere. are just overwhelmed and just physically can't keep up with life anymore and they just let things go and pile up and well, that's hoarders that's just sad is what that is yeah it's terrible so his dad tells him he's like you know i never got to tell you my story and he says it was your 10th birthday i got you fireworks and you said it was the best present that you ever got he says, you were so happy, Pacey, and so was I. Pacey's just, like, looking at him, like, 
that's the part where I like started to get really emotional. I was like, his dad is being so nice to him right now. <laughs> it I know. was so sweet. They were having a moment. Like as shitty as he was being the whole night, he was actually being like a hundred percent honest with him in this moment and telling him how he really felt. Like he really loves his son. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to fucking show it. No. And I, I think he's been a little proud lately because of how motivated he's been. And, uh, you know, he's thanking Joey, too, for being a part of it, even though Pacey's doing the work. You know, I'm sure Joey's got a hand in that motivation that's keeping him moving. Right. But yeah. it's not just about other people, though. It's about him wanting to do better for himself. And that's why he's being driven. And it's it's really it's admirable. And this is what I'm saying, kids, if you're kids and you're listening, do your homework. Because if you just let it go and let it go, and then all of a sudden you care, it could be too late. And it's a lot of work to try to catch up. Don't be that person. You're going to stress yourself out before you even graduate. Do your homework. (laughs) That's my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's your 10th TED Talk of the night. (laughs) No, it's not. No, now now it's your your TED Talk. What was it used to be? Your, uh, (laughs) what did we use? Oh, it was my... Public service announcement. Yeah, your PSAs. <laughs> my public service announcement. That could be that too. TED Talk, public, whatever you wanted to be, man. Just listen to Jamie's wisdom. I should like cut them all and like a thing, like go through them and be like, Jamie, oh my God. PSAs and make Jamie, like a, a thing one about One just thing of, oh my God, that would be awesome. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> God, it would take so long, but it would take forever. Yeah. Now, now when I go back and listen to the episode, I'll just cut it out and make like a file of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah going forward that'll be funny 2023 jamie's psas <laughs> oh my god i could make like a whole episode of them people just sitting there listening to them <laughs> <laughs> listening to my ted talk <laughs> they're like what the fuck is this i thought i was listening to an episode of dawson's creek <laughs> this is our this is our yearly uh ted talks of psas of jamie Starting in 2023, we decided to compile all of Jamie's <laughs> PSAs <laughs> and vocabulary lessons. Here you go. Oh, no. You're welcome. You're welcome. At the end, we'll just have to do a clip of my voice going, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So now we cut to Jen and Toby again. She's like, how about I make this whole responsible ride thing a regular gig? And he says, what? From the cynical <laughs> Jen Lindley? I guess nothing is truly as it seems. And she says, like, how you're really mean to Jack because your whole Bo Greg is just a fabrication. Mm. And he's like, what? And she says, it's okay, Toby. I mean, why would you go so far out of your way to be mean to him tonight? And why would you invent this fictional character? Come on, a James Dean clone? Oh, and an award-winning lesbian poet mom? He's like, it was pretty good. It was too good, sir. We knew you were lying. <laughs> I know. She goes, when you go big, you go big or something like that. And she says, if you're interested in Jack, the best way to get into his life is to be his friend. And that requires being nice. I know this might be a new concept to you, but I think you might find it effective. And he starts laughing and he goes, you're such a bitch. <laughs> and then she laughing. only speaks the truth. She only speaks the truth. I mean, she's still trying to get him to like, you know. Get with Jack. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. If they become friends, that's cool. I just... uh No, they start dating. I know they do. Yeah, I don't really remember. But I think by next season, he has another boyfriend, so... When they get into college, he has Benny, I think. I just remember there being, like, a... Somebody mm. come... Like, <laughs> somebody leaving and... 
Well, out I of the did. house that he shares with Grams and Jen. <laughs> oh well, no, he goes to a frat. He moves into a frat house too. I vaguely remember that, but I I know at one point while he's living at that house with Grams, like somebody comes in and out. It's been a minute. I don't remember. It's been a couple years at this point. Well, next season is the season that we started doing extra work on Dawson's Creek. So funny. Ooh. Yeah. I remember doing the scenes for Jack at his frat house and they picked me to be like one of the guys or whatever. But um, yeah, I just, that's all I remember. I don't know. Hmm. I, I remember like sitting there a long time, but that'll be a whole episode with um, my friends who did the, the uh, extra work with me. We can talk about that. It'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> To a creek talk near you. <laughs> to a smart device near you. <laughs> oh my god. So now Pacey and his dad are walking back up to the house and it's all dark out. And he says, That's weird. Where did where did everybody go? And Pacey says, probably to the red lobster to wash away the memories of mom's chip beef on toast. <laughs> so uh they get in the house, and as soon as they walk in the door, everybody jumps out and yells, surprise! Or they start singing happy birthday. Yeah, they, they yell surprise. And then Joey's holding the birthday cake and they sing happy birthday to, to Pacey. And he blows out his candles and he's looking at Joey and he's like, I love you so much. <laughs> I thought that was a really nice redemption that they did yeah, that. I agree. They redid it and they did it right this time. Exactly. And he walked in with the right person. Yes. So now we are with Dawson. He's outside building a fire. Um, by the way, they, Pacey lives on the creek as well. They all live on the creek. We just never go to Pacey's house. Never. And I like his house. Yeah. I mean, I could do without the paneling on the inside. I oh, yeah. hate wood paneling on walls. Me too. I'm not it's a dark and oppressive and like <laughs> makes me want to rage. <laughs> I can't. But anyways. Yeah, I don't like the paneling either. They have uh-uh. a nice kitchen and a basement. Yeah, they did. They did. And I like the outside, actually. At first, I yeah. thought that we were walking up on the B&B. But so did I. They weren't. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. I like that they had a front porch and they had columns and everything. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, It pays to be the chief of police at Cape Side. <laughs> Although they probably got that house pretty dirt cheap when they first bought it. Probably. <laughs> So Gretchen brings Dawson some firewood and she goes, I admit it, Dawson, it is about me. I know how I feel about you, but I'm scared because what if I leave soon? And I'm afraid that I'll hurt you when I go. And he says, but I'm leaving too at the end of the year. And that's not the point. The point is right now. And right now you're here. So am I. So let's make the most of this. I cannot be afraid. (laughs) So she says, sometimes I don't know if you're wise or just naive. I think it's just wise. But the real question is, how do you get to be so fearless? And he says, I want Isabella's story to have a happy ending. Oh, that was the sky dancer, Isabella. And she says, me too. And he says, me too. Now suck my dick. <laughs> Yummy. Down on this. Down on. Sorry. Because <laughs> he, he wants her to have a happy ending. He's like, now jerk me off, Gretchen. <laughs> I need a happy ending. One that doesn't require my boat to crash into the dock. I know. Thank God I'm on dry land. I might have crashed a boat. She's like, I heard about that. Yeah. All of Cape Side heard about that. (laughs) 
So now Joey and Pacey are on his front porch. She apologizes for throwing him such a terrible party. He says, it's not your fault. It's the curse. And she says, I know how you must be feeling. And you don't have to feel that way. Because one rejection isn't anything. It's definitely not the end of the world. Pacey. And he says... (laughs) Uh, They played that in the Hurricane episode in season one. Yeah. I believe it was episode five. And um, Pacey says... It's not really about the rejection. That just makes it real. You and I are just on opposite paths, on different roads, and we are heading farther and farther away from each other. And I was like, here we go. I was waiting for this conversation. And she says, I don't think so. I think both roads lead back to the same place. Right here, Pacey. You and me, Pace. That's the one thing that won't change. Not if we don't let it. And he's like, I gotta be honest. This is getting harder and harder. (laughs) And she says, then we'll try harder. (laughs) And then they hug and she's like, happy 18th birthday, Pacey. So they see the family shooting off all the fireworks and they go to the backyard. They join the rest of the family. There's like a really pretty song playing too. And I didn't write it down. I know it was pretty. The whole ending of this episode is really nice. And I don't know. I just, I think they wrapped it up very, very well. Yeah, I liked it, too. The dad is standing next to him, and he gives him a hug. And, you know, he just says, happy birthday. And then we get the end credits. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to find that that song now, because it was a really good song. I was like, I wonder if this was in the original broadcast. Hmm. Like, never know these days. So the the song in the end credits is called Where We Are by Claire Burson. That's what it says on the website, but <laughs> I may be wrong. I don't know. Um, I have to hear it again. But uh, next episode is episode 13 titled Hopeless. And I'm not going to lie to you, Jamie. I let it play and I got halfway through the episode. And I think it's going to be a good one. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember. So I guess we'll find out. I didn't remember either. But um, final thoughts, Jamie? I loved it. I thought it was nice. It was great to finally get more on Pacey. um and i like that we got to see some growth from his father yeah yeah so now we'll see how their relationship progresses and uh what he's gonna do now that he can't go to college right now which all right so this is what bothers me about this thing right just because he wasn't accepted right now like doesn't mean he can't ever go to any college ever well don't you think it has to do with him being with his friends or like going to school at the same time as his friends are yeah i know but he was so he even said himself that he was looking forward to going so even if he can't go right now doesn't mean that he can't go later if he wanted it that bad you know what i mean he just means he needs to work until he can do it um like work harder yeah. or i don't know do they not have a community because he said even his backup was like didn't accept him but i feel like community colleges accept everybody so yeah uh <laughs> joey talked about they not have a community college <laughs> no they do because joey talked about it in the episode where she signs up to work at the yacht club she's talking to andy about it yeah like it would have to be really really bad for co- for a community college to, to <laughs> say know. no like you've got people in their 40s and 50s going to a community college like if they can't accept you like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> they're like um what? sir 
you're gonna have to go sign up to work at a McDonald's. <laughs> you, <laughs> you might as well put an application and not the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with working at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We had McDonald's twice this week, by the way. Ah, uh, dude, I um, I had a Big Mac the other day, and because they're doing the whole like sandwich, you get another for like a dollar thing. Yeah, totally got chicken nuggets too. Yeah, and Justin I looked got, like a fat kid for the day. Justin got uh like two Big Macs and chicken nuggets, and I got a double quarter pounder and chicken nuggets, and now I want it again. Oh, I'm good now. I'm good for like another month. <laughs> um. Also, Jamie, I really liked a lot of your insight with some of the things that we talked about, like you know the fact that his parents really didn't acknowledge or like know who his friends were and you said something else too that put a light bulb off of my head what was it uh was it the marijuana joke yeah <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> i was like is that a dig <laughs> i think that's a dig i like that i was like yeah that makes sense maybe it was <laughs> like father like daughter <laughs> But for me, I really did enjoy this episode. Um, I, I'm glad that I got to watch it now again at my age now because there's so much involved in this that as a 42 year old seeing like just the sheer just mental abuse that this kid goes through and the toxicity of the family in general and. You know, I don't think Pacey will ever be okay with his family, even though his dad tried to, like, wrap it up in a nice little bow at the end. Like, there was that moment of, like, honesty and emotion between the two of them. But I think Pacey would still have issues with his parents for the rest of his life until he goes to therapy and figures it out, you know? But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what it? (laughs) Like, they're just terrible people. Right? (laughs) All at right. least he survived. <laughs> yeah, at least he's still living. Um, all right. Well, before we log off for the night, before we sign off for the night, Jamie, um, I did want to read a nice comment that we got from one of our listeners. Um, so Tommy Figaro85 on Instagram wrote, I just found your podcast and I'm loving the trip down memory lane. I thought that was so nice. Thank you, Tommy, for the kind words. Awesome. We appreciate you listening. And we hope you're still listening. All right. Well, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your Instagram? Yeah. So you can find me at Jaylin underscore book lover. Beautiful. Thanks. And if you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. You can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group now at Creek Talk Podcast. You can send us your feedback or any type of story, Dawson's Creek related story you want us to read on the next episode at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us monetarily, you can join our new Patreon. Just go to our link tree and you can get all the details over there. And also, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. We love you guys. Thanks for keeping coming back. But for now, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We appreciate you listening. Mm -hmm. We hope everybody has 
a great 2023. Nothing but amazing things for the new year ahead. And um, we'll be back next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You're so weird, but it works. <laughs> Bye. Bye.